everyone. My name is Mark Anthony with Edge on Regenerative Medicine Show, the place where we bring you the best of the best doctors in their niche and in their area. Today, I have a special guest. Yes, Dr. Vishal Varula. I'm excited to have him today. Why? Because one, he has a passion for testosterone and I have a passion to getting information out in your hands. I'm not the doctor. He is. So he's out in Fort Wayne. You can find him at Fort Wayne Integrative Medicine, also at www.fwimed.com, fwimed.com. And again, today we're going to be talking, does testosterone really work? Before we do that, um, I want to say thank you so much, uh, Dr. Vishal, for being here. Sure. Thank you. Thank you for introducing me. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah. Awesome. Tell us your story. How did you become passionate about what you do? Yeah, so I, I am a board-certified training internal medicine physician, uh, medical doctor. I uh, went to med school. I did my training in New York City and Staten Island University Hospital. Uh, while I was in my training, uh, you know, growing up, uh, we were vegetarian a lot uh, health-wise, uh, my parents, my family, uh, just for kind of overall health and wellness there. And uh, while I was in residency training, I just started noticing that a lot of my patients, they just weren't getting better. Right. They kept coming back or readmissions, uh, heart failure, diabetes, whatever it happened to be. And their medalists seemed to be getting longer, but they just didn't seem to be getting better. And it didn't really add up to what I learned from med school and that, you know, mm -hmm. and, and now in actually internship and residency training. So I started just asking some questions. And obviously, all my attendings around me, all my senior people, all just said, don't worry about it. Just keep treating them. They'll get better. Uh, you know, I mean, you just need to optimize their dosing of medications. Right. Uh, you know, the funny joke is, as an internal medicine doctor, all we really have is the power of our path, effectively. Um, so just give them more medications and they will get better. So finally graduated, went, went on to start my training myself, uh, doing my own practice as a hospitalist initially. Oh, and wow. the same thing, I just noticed that, but now I'm actually treating people on my own. There's no one to ask questions to. I'm the authority here. And it just still wasn't adding up. So I started doing my own research started asking my own questions and starting to really clearly see that there's definitely much more out there. And what I was trained on was effectively what I was taught from the uh, pharmaceutical world, right? Because they kind of basically fund medical education in today's day and age. Uh, and really started asking some hard questions and just getting some good answers. So I really educated myself. I got board certified in integrative and holistic medicine through ABIHM, American Board of Integrative and Holistic Medicine. Um, and uh, started really learning about this, educating, going to conferences, and then I decided, listen, I'm going to leave the hospice world. This was not satisfying. It wasn't gratifying. It just didn't fulfill what I wanted to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I opened my own private practice into an integrated medicine practice where wow. I do internal medicine. I prescribe medications, but I do a lot of alternative things as well, uh, especially what we're going to talk about today, hormones in general, BHRT, bioidentical hormone replacement mm -hmm. therapy. And uh, has had great results. My patients, uh, I mean, if you just go read our reviews, talk to any of our patients, they love it. They feel better. They come off their medications and they just have an alternative, another option that they didn't really know existed. You know, so knowledge is power. And my job more than anything is just to help educate my patients, empower them. I love that. How long have you uh, been running your own practice? So uh, 20, uh, 2017, 2017, we started oh, wow. 2017, 2018. Yeah. So right at that turn of the year there. So yeah. Uh, what is that? Four, five, six years now? Yeah. Yeah, I just rounded off with that. <laughs> Time's going too quick these days. Yeah. I love it. So we're talking about testosterone. Before we do, the big question I notice is that a lot of people think that testosterone is the same as steroids. 
Yeah. And, yeah. and I feel like they kind of get them confused. They're like, wait a minute. Why would it take steroids to get big and buff? And then sure. I'm going to go take testosterone. What's the misnomer on that? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so everything in medicine, there is a <laughs> physiologic dose and there's like an abuse <laughs> dose, right? Right. So I, I can't, first off, a lot of times what they're using in modern day kind of steroid use is really not just pure testosterone anyway. They're using a lot of synthetics and maybe Correct. one. HRT. And that's why I really separate the difference here. There's HRT, which is hormone replacement therapy, mm-hmm. especially if you're talking to the female world. Right. And then there's BHRT, which is bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. So everything we ever talk about in this whole talk here, just to clarify from the beginning, is going to be about BHRT, bioidentical BH, hormone, right. okay. which are the same fo- biochemically same structure and form of hormones mm-hmm. that your body has always produced its whole life, molecularly the same, so that it doesn't, it has a the problem is HRT has the same effects primarily to most of like for females, let's talk about in that world, the reproductive organs, right? Like, so mm-hmm. birth control, right? That's why we give it that to females that have irregular cycles, painful cycles, whatever it happens to be there. So HRT therapy, but the mm-hmm. problem is it does the same to the GYN organs, but it doesn't have the same effects on your immune system, your mm-hmm. brain, your mind, your muscle tone structure, gut health. Wow. That's why a lot of these patients have infl- increased inflammatory markers, cardiovascular issues, reflux, indigestion, right? Uh, anxiety, depression, mental health things, immune dysfunction, a lot more recurrent illnesses and things along those lines because they're getting the synthetic hormones that's affecting their menstrual cycle, but it's not triggering the same receptors in the rest of their body. I and see. That causes this. The longer you use them, I hate to say it, but the worse off it gets. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I know. I agree. It's just good to talk about that because I, I noticed that a lot of people go to Dr. Google, nothing wrong yeah. with Google, but you know, sometimes, you know, you can get some really good information. And then of course, m- information that's just yeah. someone else's opinion and everybody becomes a doctor. It seems like, uh, without going to school in, but a in, lot of times what you were, the question you actually asked there was about male testosterone itself. Correct. And so from a male testosterone standpoint, we are giving physiologic doses, what your body needs to function at its optimal level, but not overdoing it. And that's why a lot of these bodybuilders, they have heart attacks, they have strokes, they have blood clots because their growth hormone testosterone is a growth hormone effectively, right? Right. Okay. All hormones are growth hormones. Right. If you take too much of a good thing, now it becomes a bad thing. Really, so true. even if it's bioidentical. So so that's the abuse side of it. So when we talk about steroids for bodybuilding, it's abuse side of it that we're not doing. Oh, I see. Described mm-hmm. by your physician, especially the bioidentical forms. Mm-hmm. Right. But so would you say that the steroids more modified to do to do a lot more as in more the the uh, quicker growing of the muscle? Yeah, yeah. And the it's testosterone designed- is more for design for helping you with what you already have that's been creating your body, but you're not creating as much testosterone anymore. So it's like kind of sub- subsidized or I don't know what was the word beyond Yeah, replace it. So it's basically what you're referring to is you're, you're using the technical terms here is for females, it's called menopause. Okay. For males, it's called andropause. Right. Okay. That's the technical mm-hmm. terms here. Uh, and everybody knows what menopause is, right? All oh, yeah. females around 50 are going to go through this change in their life where their hormones are going to turn off effectively. Mm-hmm. For males, it's not such a sudden decline. That's the andropause, and that's what makes it so tricky for males. It can happen in their 30s. It can happen in your 70s, right? But it's a slow decline of hormones over time. Uh, and so that's why with males, usually it's this creeping feeling of, you know, I'm just not putting on as much muscle mass. I'm tired than I used to be. I'm slowly gaining weight every year. Where females, all of a sudden, as they feel like in the last year, my body is just falling apart. 
you know, uh, mm-hmm. as when they start to go through times, uh, you know, that time in their life, menopause, exactly. perimenopause. So it's really the, the, the rate of decline. A lot of times is very different between fields, males and males. That makes sense. That reason. Yeah. No, I, I love that. that. That makes a lot of sense. And the sad part about it is that you see um, a lot of bodybuilders that are misusing and, you know, it's, it goes right to their heart because they're just, they're doing their own injections. Maybe they're not getting it specifically from a doctor. Yeah. They're getting it somewhere from some other country that, you know, Hey, we don't know what it could be. Or animal hormones. A lot of times it's veterinary medicine. It's not even human medicine. I hate to say it, but yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's another topic. So what would you say with testosterone? What would you say? What are the pros mm-hmm. and the cons for, for both men and women? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I talk about this regularly in my practice. I mean, this is the single most important hormones for obviously for males, right? Uh, even for females. So a lot of times we think estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, uh, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. But really, I really focus on testosterone in my females almost from the beginning, uh, especially in a menopausal female before the estrogen, progesterone, for other reasons we should right. dive into here. Uh, but there are three primary reasons that I stress to my patients that are benefits you're going to get. We're talking about longevity here. Like this is not absolutely necessity for life. Uh, at any point in time, you can choose. I'm going to stop therapy. I don't want to do this anymore. Shots, creams, patches, pills, pellets, <laughs> whatever form it is. But all your symptoms are just going to creep back in again, right? Uh, to an extent. Um, but the real three benefits you get. Number one is cognitive health. Uh, studies have shown uh, cog- uh, uh, testosterone use and therapy, optimizing those dosing will slow down cognitive decline and will improve cognition over time. Uh, number two well, benefit is cardiovascular health. Studies have also shown healthy testosterone use, again, not abuse, mm-hmm. but use, will improve cardiovascular markers and uh, slow down uh, cardiovascular inflammation, heart attacks, stroke risk. And finally, number three, most important thing, especially for the females there uh, in the sixth decade of life, we're all talking about DEXA scans and osteoporosis. Mm -hmm. So musculoskeletal is number three. Mm. So uh, bones, ligaments, joints, tendons, um, you know, muscle mass, all of the above here. So really for most people, once you get in your fifth, sixth, seventh decades of life, those are the most important factors there, uh, you know, that are going to affect your we're not talking about mortality here primarily. I remember there's a difference. Mortality is death, but morbidity is quality of life, okay. right? Okay. Your quality of life there, how that's going to be mm-hmm. affected there. Um, so, so that's really where you get significant benefits in those three key areas there. Well, amazing. So basically what I hear you saying is, you know, you know, the cognitive, which is huge because there's a lot of people right now ever, ever since, you know, COVID last yeah. three years. I know cognitive and also, you know, feel like there's a cloud in their brain, not able to come up with things quick enough. So I, I can see how that can help. But what you're, I also hear you saying on the negative end is someone misusing it Yes. too much, you know? So I know that, would you say there's some people even in their twenties that maybe possibly need testosterone? Maybe, Cause I look at testosterone as in, let's say we're a vehicle our ve- our, our body's a vehicle or whatever temple. I'll use a vehicle. Cause I love old cars. Say it's a six, it's 76 Mustang. It's probably doesn't run as, as well. As car, by the way. Right. So, hey, you know what? I need to change my spark plugs. Yeah. And if we don't change our spark plugs, we're going to slow down. And we're wondering, why am I not remembering that? Why is this happening? So would you say kind of like, would do you like that analogy? Like, hey, you need yeah, to change you have the to spark optimize plug, right? the functionality of the system, right? Right. You don't right. change the oil of its oil. I mean, Thing I, I I use a car I use a car analogy all the time in my practice right? right what you put in is what you're going to get out right uh, mm-hmm. we are an engine we're a thermogenic engine unleaded or premium 
Yeah, <laughs> fuel, fuel in, fuel, you know, I mean, energy out. So if you're putting in poor quality fuel into your car, you're not going to get the throttle response that you expect to get out of it, simply the performance that you want to get out of it, right? No, so if exactly. you want your car to be functioning like a Ferrari V12, give it the fuel that a Ferrari V12 needs, not the fuel yes. that a, uh, you know, I mean, Ford Focus needs. Uh, that's just simple as an analogy to use there. Oh, well, I love the Ford Focus. So, uh, with, with that being said, Ford. hey, I'm just laughing because, no, I, I had a Ford Focus 20 years ago, so you brought back memories. But, hey, back 20 years ago, I could fill it up with like eight bucks. Now it's a little different, but that's another story. So would you say testosterone is is something that you're starting to see that is people are wanting it a lot more now and there's a lot more talk? What would you say you're seeing right now? Well, people just want to feel better, frankly, right? A lot of times they don't know that it's the testosterone, right? For, for part of what I do as a functional physician, as an integrative medicine physician, I do a testosterone panel on everyone who walks through my door. Male, female, anyone over the age of like 25 is getting a testosterone panel in my office, mm -hmm. maybe even once a year to be honest with you, because, you know, I mean, that is something that you can start to identify. And for most people, though, the initial problem is not actually low testosterone. The initial problem, as I'm sure you've commented many other times in, right. your, in your, in your you know, talk show here, is, is the inflammation that's going on that's affecting their natural testosterone performing the way it should if that makes sense, right? Because uh, it's, it's just reactive changes that happen there due to the chronic inflammatory state of what's going on. Their leaky gut, uh, their poor digestive health, their autoimmune conditions, that's then making their testosterone, so to say, lower, males or females. So if you improve their metabolic conditions, their metabolic function, you calm down this inflammation there, right? Then a lot of times for most of these patients, their testosterone will rebound to an extent, mm -hmm. unless it's a 65 year old male, then I'm going to tell them that, listen, I'm sorry, it's just not going to come back because you have a hormonal failure at this point in time, you know? Okay. Would you also say this also has a lot to do with the way we feed our body with what we're eating? Oh, one, one, 100%. That is probably the most important single change you can make in your lifestyle. High quality, whole foods, as organic as you can go, diet uh, is the best thing. You know, limiting your inflammatory foods there across the board is really going to be key. Let's talk about inflammatory. When you talk about inflammatory to the audience, are you talking like, hey, I can't go inflammatory grabbing a Big Mac, some tacos from Taco Bell? Is that, would you say that's inflammatory? So, so here, here's the simplest way that I wear this to my patients, right? Because I mean, you know, if I just tell you, if I just come in and all I ever say to you is no, no, no. Exactly. No one's, yes, yes, yes. Me, right? <laughs> no one's ever going to come back to me. If everything I, I say to you is don't eat this, don't eat that, right? Right, right. So I, you got to give everybody an off-ramp. Exactly. What right? What is the better alternative to what they're doing? And that's really the way I approach my practice is you're doing this. Let me give you an alternative to this, right? If you're, if the issue is, doc, I can, I have to eat out every day. I'm just busy. I'm on the go. You know what? There's Panera. I love it. Uh, exactly. You know, has brown rice options there. Uh, you know, you got black beans at Taco Bell. If you got nothing else to do there, you know what exactly. I mean? You don't. You can always choose a better option than what you're doing, even in a fast food world. I hate to word it like that. Hopefully, that's not your always go to, but you're, you know, not what's the exception to your rule right? But what's your primary rule of life and diet and nutrition that you're following there? I just say like the 80, 20 rule of life. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're doing this the majority of time, sure, you can eat a pizza, uh, you know, go out for a party, enjoy yourself. But not every day. That can't be your day-to-day -day routine. And that's the problem for most people. It is their day-to-day -day routine. Yeah. Now, what kills the testosterone in our body? Is it the stress? Is it, is it, is it uh, inflammatory? Is it a little bit of everything? How would you explain that? So two primary things are going on there in today, three, three things that are going on there. 
Uh, number one is chronic inflammation here, okay. right? Uh, number two is leaky gut, severe leaky gut that majority of the population, vast, vast majority, like 80 plus percent of the population has. And then finally, number three is adrenal fatigue, right? Because realize even, especially for females, when your sex hormones start to fail at that point in time in life, mm -hmm. your adrenal system is supposed to pick up the slack. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're already suffering from adrenal fatigue in your life, right? Because you're immensely stressed out. And when I say stress, I don't mean kids and bills and school and work per se, right? right. You understand that to your body, stress, good and bad stressors, but stress is anything. I didn't sleep last night. That's a stress. I'm fasting today in a healthy way. That's still a stress. It's processes all through the same pathway of your body, your HPA axis. Right? They all have kind of the same effects. It just, yeah. it pushes it more to, exactly. right. Your hypothalamus, your pituitary, your adrenal axis, how your body processes all stressors, good or bad. And so when you go into hormonal failure, menopause or andropause, the adrenals that are supposed to pick up that lack or that stress, the, the remainder uh, can't carry you. And for most people, that's why they crumble and burn when that happens. Wow. Right? So it's basically, it's killing the process of the, the hormones keeping the structure. That's the way to put it. That. So it just starts, yeah, right. Scaffolding, the framework, they don't have right, good right, framework right. to begin with. Yeah. Mm, okay. Wow. So, so, you know, so let, me, let, me, let me explain it in this way. This is how I say it to my patients as well. Uh -huh. Think about it in the state of menopause, right? <laughs> if you go back, um, I mean, go back to your great grandparents, right? Menopause has been, <laughs> every female since the beginning of time has been going through this change in their life, right? Mm -hmm. But why is it affecting us? Uh, maybe worse off in today's age, right, as a society, than maybe it did to your grandmother, your great grandmother, and all the females before. One is because of, again, the stress, the inflammation, the toxic load of what we're exposed to since you were a neonate, right? I mean, if you look at all the studies on microplastics, even babies are exposed to microplastics in the placenta, you know, through the placenta, uh, you know, I mean, from the day you're born effectively and now in today's day and age, because we polluted planet Earth to such an extent, right? Glyphosate, mm -hmm. all the toxins, all what's called the persistent organic pollutants going on there. So, so this is a cumulative toxic effect buildup that's been going on. So by the time you get to now menopause and you lose the hormonal balance there for a female, the, the, what's supposed to be picking that up isn't there any longer. And so that's why in today's day and age, menopause is so, so problematic for so many more females mm -hmm. than maybe it was, you know, five generations ago, you know, even, even two generations ago, your great grandparents, so to say, you know, no, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, it's, it's interesting because I have a lot of friends that do take testosterone you know, and, but theirs is a little bit different because of their body mass. They want to, they're working out, they want to look a certain yeah. way. That's fine and dandy. But, you know, I think what people need to know is that all testosterones are not created equal. If you can expound on that, because they might see, okay, well, this one doctor is only charging say $60 a month for a little bottle of cream or, or whatever it may be, but then this doctor is charging a little bit more. What yeah. are your thoughts on that? And maybe how can we warn our viewers to be careful? Of that? Yeah. Yeah. So first off, go to see somebody who is uh, licensed, who's a professional in this aspect. I mean, you know, anyone who, who anyone who uses the words BHRT, and maybe that should be what you type into Google there, uh -huh. bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. If you say that to the doctor and he looks at you like a deer in headlights, then he doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. Let's see. <laughs> you know what I mean, I mean, that's the easiest criteria to grade this on here. Uh, sorry. I mean, one second. That's okay. No, I don't see it here. I apologize. No, no. no. Okay. Do you want to call it? Call it from the desktop line there. 
I apologize. Well, at least you guys know he's certified. You had to go answer a certified uh, knock knock <laughs> for a patient. <laughs> it's all um, good. I'm sorry, I don't remember what we're called. Yeah, no, no, it's it's all good. Letting or letting people know that all testosterone is not created equal because yeah. you, there's some you can get on the market online for thirty dollars. Yeah. Realizing that we got to be careful, and you were talking about, hey, make sure they're certified. So, so yes, definitely being certified as a practitioner who you're seeing, whoever they happen to be, male, uh, uh, you know, a nurse practitioner, a physician. I mean, the real key is just having the knowledge behind that aspect, because yes, th these are things that can quote unquote cause harm, right? There is a side effect profile that you have to be aware of. The longer you use them, that side effect profile changes as well there. And yeah. so the most important, the biggest mistake maybe I see in my patients who come to me from other practitioners is they're not just not well-versed enough in it that they're not really getting their labs done appropriately the right lab, mm. so to say they're not doing them as frequently as they should to monitor and nor are they looking for the bad hormones right you've got right. good hormones especially in the world of estrogen you've got good estrogens and you've got bad estrogens mm -hmm. so testosterone is converted right so you have conversion called aromatase activity here of what converts kind of uh uh hormone conversion. I'll just leave it at that. And so right. you really need to monitor these kind of things because if you don't, you will get into problems here. And so um, there's different types, sure, different uh, formulations there. But as long as you're using a bioidentical forms, you'll definitely lower that risk profile significantly. Okay, awesome. Because I noticed there are, I've seen a lot on the market, you know, gel, gel, um, you know, for testosterone and stuff like that. Me, I'm not much of a fan for the gel, I'm not saying the gel doesn't work, but I think that my personal opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, is that the injections uh, is a lot better. Yeah, it hits that, hits that bloodstream. If I'm doing a cream, you know, everyone's skin's a little bit different. And I don't know how much and how well it's going to affect. Some might affect very well, some it won't. Yeah. So, so yeah, cream form, I don't even use cream form in my practice primarily, uh, especially for males. Uh, it is only if there's absolutely no other form that I can get you I to see. use. Okay. Um, primarily for males, I usually start with shot injection therapy. Mm -hmm. It's the most cost-effective. Again, testosterone, at least for males, is FDA-approved therapeutic. So your insurance should cover you. I mean, you can get diagnosis codes for this, all the above there. Um, so shot uh, testosterone cyprinate, primarily use form there uh, for shot therapy, injections once a week, for most males twice a week. Mm -hmm. um, and then the best form though, is called pellet therapy. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. Yes, yes. Yeah. So pellet therapy is what we really do a lot of in our practice. And uh, the patients who move up toward the work, towards the pellet therapy generally have the best results, better longer lasting results, um, yeah, simply for the fact of shots, creams, your hormone levels are always going up and they're coming back down, whatever the cycle is, weekly, daily, whatever, whatever, you know, depending on what form you're using there. With pellets though, your hormone levels climb and they stay elevated consistently for the next, uh, for males, it's five to six months for females it's three to four months. So, so by doing really? that, wow. yeah, you can maintain by maintaining stability of your hormones then your body can build healthy tissues beyond that, right? Uh, mm. Collagen support, subcutaneous uh, uh, tendons, ligaments, joints. Just with the pellets? Yes. Well, not. It's not just. It's, it's Are like you a saying hormone pellets? The pellets. The, right. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're hormonal pellets, effectively. Yeah. Mm. I like that. They're the Do purest you... form too. They don't have any other filler ingredients. Uh, they're just simply hormones that are compressed by pressure into a little capsule, like a tic tac sized hormone, and then they're placed. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is it's good to do testosterone with pellets. 
together. The best form, uh, what, to they get the best the results, form. I'm hearing? Yes, yes. Well, everyone's different, of course, but you're to make it most people, the vast majority of people, like 90 plus percent of patients wow. have the best response to pellet therapy across the board. Yes. Compared to all of the forms of injections, creams, uh, trochies, uh, right. All the other forms that we can prescribe there to take. Yeah. What would you say the difference is though? Like, let's just say someone says, well, I don't want to do testosterone, but I just want to first, maybe just do the pellets first. What yeah. would you say? What's the major difference between both of them because it almost sounds like they're working almost no, no, no. These are testosterone pellets okay the pellets so there's estrogen pellets there's testosterone pellets so these are testosterone pellets. okay the testosterone pellets yeah. okay okay so, so these so... are what we place them as an office oh. procedure like no i got gotcha. you like a little injection is the way i'd word it maybe is the easiest mm. thing to think of it as actually i like smart because now you've got it not just internal and then you've got the inject oh man that's actually beautiful so it's more physiologic right the mm. way your body's functioning right now you and me as a male or females, right? Your ovaries for females or testes for males. Mm -hmm. You have blood vessels surrounding them and you draw hormones off of those based mm -hmm. off of uh, circadian rhythms, based off of cardiac mm -hmm. output, mm -hmm. based off of all these factors of the day, right? So when you're taking a cream, a patch, a shot, I'm giving you a static dose of a hormone, right? Testosterone is what we're talking about here. Whether you need more or less, Makes the days you're more active, you need more hormone. The days you're less active, just Netflix and relaxing, you don't need as much hormone. Right. Are they about the same amount as in like uh, price? Pretty much the same. Uh, it's about double the price in general. What uh, pellet therapy is uh, per month. I mean, shot therapy is between 30 to $50 a month. Pellet therapy is between 80 to hundred dollars a month. So it's about wow, double. The that, price. But that says a lot. The compliance though, right? You don't have to do anything every day, every week, every month, or whatever it is. You don't have to do anything. You just so show up. What I hear you saying is, let's just say I don't do the injection but I do the pellets. Yes. Would you say the pellets could possibly work just as well as the injection? They work better than. You really, really think so? 100%, I do this every day. <laughs> no, I love this, no, I love, I'm gonna throw for fun, this little pushback, just for fun. Yeah, so yeah, you, you said it works better. Why does it work better though? Yeah, Why? because it's more physiologic, simply. So two things. The days you are more active mm -hmm. because your blood vessels have grown around these pellets, right? Correct. Just like the testes are functioning right now. Mm -hmm. So it's based on cardiac output. And I see this, especially with athletes in my practice. Wow. So athletes do even better with pellet therapy than any other form because they are, they're be, you know, they're, they're, their metabolic rate is through the roof compared to you or I, let's just be honest. Um, so they are burning through more hormones right. <laughs> right. than I are every day, uh -huh. right? So when your body has grown the blood vessels around this pellet, if you're more active, you absorb more hormones. Mm. And then if you're less active, you absorb less hormones. So you actually will now decrease your complication risk long-term. Right. Because if you don't need those hormones and you're getting them, your liver has to do the job of metabolizing out the hormones. And excess amounts build up over time when it comes to hormonal therapy and that's what causes the complication risk factors there mm. so if you go to a formulation or a type right pellet therapy that's more physiologic to your body's responses you pull hormones on demand you are going to lower your complication risk i see i have patients who are on shots testosterone shots males we convert them to pellets and all the risk factors there their estradiol levels their psa levels all normalize because now they're more physiologic they're dosing of wow. testosterone through the day and through the month and through the Amazing. Every, everything versus giving them a shot and try to adjust those micro doses up and down i don't know why i i, I would 
I wish I heard more doctors say that, but I'm yeah. saying is because I'm hearing a lot of the opposite, yeah. you know, um, and that's, you're making me think in a, in a good way. Wow. So these pellets. So now there are disadvantages. Hmm. Let me be honest. And the primary disadvantage of pellet therapy is it's because we place them right as a, as a minor office procedure, it does take, we can't adjust dosing day to day like that. Okay. So if I undershoot or I overshoot, I have to wait for a few months till I can go till I can correct that. Right. Okay. So round one, for example, if you <laughs> round one, time, I always underdose your hormone level. Smart. I can always add more. The last okay. thing you want to do is overshoot someone and they feel jittery. They feel anxious. They feel like they're crawling out of their skin. That's not a comfortable you know, place to be. So I always underdose 75% of smart. what I think they're going to need. Really and then smart. round two, we can go up. So that's the down uh, okay. is that it may take you two rounds to get to optimal dosing. Okay. So will I notice if let's say I did pallets just for kicks and giggles, sure. would I notice a change in what, or what do you normally hear from the people you're working with? Uh, do they normally see result, something different within a week or two weeks, two months? Yeah. So with pellet therapy, you uh, they kick on in seven to 10 days after they're placed. So, and usually for a lot of patients, I would say about 50% of patients is like a light switch that went on in their body. All those complaints that they had, their sleep disturbances, their energy levels, their low libido, their uh, brain fog, their uh, wow. you know, the females, their urinary problems, their urinary incontinence, um, you know, their vaginal dryness issues, if it's a female issue, right. uh, a lot of those will just, I mean, not instantaneously on some of those, uh, but a lot of those within mm. a week, they've noticeably feel a difference. Let's be honest. Um, within two to four weeks, I, I tell my patients, I expect to see a 50% improvement in your symptoms by the time I see you next time. If wow. I don't see at least 50% improvement in your symptoms from where you are today, then we are, we, we've done something wrong. I've done something wrong there. And that means we have to look deeper, right? That means it's not a hormonal issue. So there are three hormones. Uh, there are three stages of hormones in your body primarily. There are thyroid hormones. There are adrenal hormones. And then finally down below, there are sex hormones. Hmm. They are on top of each other physically, right? Literally, as well as physiologically. Wow. So I always start off with thyroid hormone balance. You have mm -hmm. to start there. If someone's thyroid is off, it doesn't matter what their testosterone is. It doesn't matter what their adrenals look like. You got to start with thyroid. Mm -hmm. Then I go to the sex hormones next. I balance our thyroid and I balance our sex hormones. If you have not improved your symptoms by then, like, I mean, like 80%, 90%, almost back to normal. Like it's that big of a difference then that means it's an adrenal issue that's okay. left. And that means it's going to take more time. We'll oh. fix it eventually, but it's going to take a lot more time than to get that adrenal improvement. Those patients who have adrenal issues, that they'll tell sense. me, doc, you know, it got about 20% better, maybe 30% better. But you told me I was going to be like normal. And I'm like, well, we'll get there. But it tells me clearly that this is an adrenal issue that we have to address going forward. Wow. Okay. So you, we spoke on the positive. We spoke a little bit on the negatives, which negatives to me, not really much the negative. What would you say? Well, well, let, me, let me comment on the negatives because yeah. people need to know what the side effects are, right? Mm -hmm. So there are there are a few few major side effects here. Number one is uh, primarily uh, acne. You know, think of you being a teenager again, right? Your hormones are turning on. Oh, to be honest with you, right. uh, again, we do all we can to minimize these risks and things. And I talk about this to my patients. But acne is a side effect. I ask them to monitor. Nausea. Anytime you flux hormones, potentially you can feel a bit nauseous at first. 
So nausea, again, I don't, I don't expect side effects though. I need to make that clear. I only expect you're going to feel better. I hear what you're saying. Like, like the side effects. But if there, but if there were, if there were, this is what we've seen. Yeah. But it's common sense though, because you're, if your body's at one level and then you're changing the levels, it's got to level out to where it was to be stabilized, to be where it was normal. It has to acclimate. Right. Acclimate. I love that. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, acne, nausea, and then um, uh, the third side effect there, I hate to be cliche, but I use the term roid rage because <laughs> everybody knows what that means. So if you start to get really angry, moody, you're hulking out on people, right? Irritable to your family. Uh, then that's a sign that you're, you, we got a little, we flexed that pendulum curve too far. Uh, we got to slow it down a little bit there. So oh, really wow. those are the three primary side effects. Again, I don't expect to see those, but I do ask about them. I counsel on those and I tell patients to monitor for those. Okay. Wow. Okay. So let's look at the scope. So for the injection, you, we talked about the pros. Now, what is it, would it be the same as the cons as in taking the, um, the pill? So, so the cons of the injection therapy for males, uh, now we can't use injections for females. You have to be understanding this for females. We don't do injectable testosterone for females. We only do creams or we do lozenges called trochies. Mm-hmm. We don't do uh, shots for females. Shots are only for males, basically. Uh, uh, so for the injectables, one of the downsides really is um, the filler ingredients. And that's really patients who come to me, because a lot of patients who come to me in an integrated functional world, they're very sensitive to chemicals, right? They have multiple chemical sensitivities. They can't handle all the food coloring agents. They can't Same handle here. artificial stuff. And so all these other medications, I hate to say it, but it's a medication from Walgreens it's going to have these filler ingredients in it. It has to, right? It's a preserved. Well, that's why they got the deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so if someone tells me, Doc, I'm very sensitive, then I'm going to say, let's not even go that route. You know what I mean? Because you are most probably going to have side effects and not from the hormone, testosterone, but probably from the other ingredients that are in it that they have to put in it because it's commercially made product that's preserved, right? Wow. So so, so usually that's, those are the, the downsides there is it's a shot that has primarily sesame oil in it. So if you have some sort of nut allergies, you got to be careful, yeah. uh, especially sesame allergies specifically. Uh, it's an oil. It's very viscous, the shot mm-hmm. testosterone for males. So it's uh, it can sometimes be a little bit painful to the mm-hmm. site. And it's a good amount of volume a lot of times that you're putting in there as well. So, um, and then shot fatigue. That is the number one reason why males convert over to pellets is they're just sick and tired of giving themselves now an injection uh, twice a week, some males three times a week, uh, sticking themselves, the pain they go through for it, just doing it, um, you know what I mean? So on and so forth. But with the, but if I if we were to do the, uh, take the pill, that would be like what once we take it once a week. So, so there are no testosterone pills. So testosterone, if any, if any practitioner is telling you to take estrogen mm-hmm. or testosterone orally, please run away from their practice. Exactly. Because they really don't understand the, the biochemistry, the physiology behind it. You mm-hmm. cannot and you should not take those hormones orally. Orally. The only hormone you can take orally as a pill that you swallow is progesterone. Because progesterone is like a cul-de-sac right. uh, at the end of a street. There's nothing behind it. It doesn't really get converted to anything. There's no metabolites. But testosterone and estrogen, if you take them by pill form, not troke, now, a troke is a lozenge that you're sucking on your mouth and you're absorbing in the capillary bed. Smart. Mm-hmm. When you swallow a pill, it's called first pass metabolism. It goes to your liver mm-hmm. and your liver is a gatekeeper. 
right? It's not going to let anything get in your bloodstream until it processes it. And that's why you form the bad hormones. And so you have to take higher dosing to get into your bloodstream. You make more bad metabolites and you will have a problem. You are playing with fire. If you take oral hormones, testosterone, estradiol, if you are with the doctor who or prescriber who's doing that, please, please, please run away because you will get burnt eventually. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's some good, some good stuff here. Um, what would you say, last question, what would you say your, with your clinic, would you say you see 80% men? for testosterone or 80% no, no, it's, the or 50, 50. it's 80% females. It's all really? females, really. Yeah. The majority of my clientele is like they come in with the low libido, right? Their 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 husband's upset. They're upset. They they're oh my gosh, so funny. Your husband's upset. <laughs> no, really. I, you don't know how many couples come in and it's just you gotta talk about the wife's health. And then the husband's like, oh wow, you know what? I have the same list as well now that you mention it. And then we talk about them. So yeah, 80% of my hormone practice is actually females. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's 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 amazing. Well, it's well, it's, males males don't like to admit what's wrong with them. Let's just be honest. Well, well, yeah, we do. We don't but we're like, the doctor we're like more in private. We're like, here's yeah. a text, you know. Females yeah, well, are more than willing to talk about things, and right, they know something's wrong. They feel right. truly wrong. They're like, no, something's exactly. We we take we wait till the the tooth's about to fall out, and we're ready to go I to the doctor. That's really the reason why yeah, <laughs> I, I see far more females than I see males from a hormonal standpoint in my practice. Wow. I, I was just amazed because I was thinking that you'd probably see a lot of men that are maybe like working out that want to build more muscle. And, oh, I do. I do. Uh, but the, the number of females uh, double that. Outweighs it. Wow. Yeah, far outweighs it. Awesome. Do you do any, so let's just pretend I come to your office and, or I call you, am I able to, I want to know what is like, what's the progression you know, from one to five, how that would look. Would I, yeah. would I draw blood? How does that work? Yeah, or do sure, you draw sure. it? Or So you would call our office. You talk with our great front staff girls. Uh, if you say, I want to talk about hormones or I want to do like a hormone consult specifically, um, then they would probably get you to draw some blood work before you even come in. Uh, so I have a baseline because I can basically place pellets your procedure one, day one that I come to see you, uh, your first visit, if I have your labs ahead of time to know what things look like there. So we right. have a preset panel labs for pre-pellets, we call them, or any pre-hormone consult. So I can see what's going on. Because again, a lot of times people have it in their mind that it's my hormones, uh, but reality, it's the metabolic issue, it's the pre-diabetes, it's the inflammation that's going on. And I may say, listen, I'm sorry, but your hormones are not that bad, but you know, you're a diabetic. I don't know if you knew that, but that's where we got to start. You know what I mean? So the root cause ultimately, right? I mean, you've talked about this and you know, I'm so I'm sure with almost everybody you meet, uh, but what's the root cause here, right? Is exactly. it a hormone issue or is something else masking this hormone issue that we really have to work to uncover there? So, so we get a set of labs, you come in and we sit down, I grade your risk profile. I ask you very specific questions there. You complete out the questionnaire. We do a menopause for, for females or an andropause score list to get a score as to where you right. are on key things like anxiety, mental health, depression, uh, sleep disturbances, urinary, urinary problems, bladder problems, sexual health questionnaire, uh, to kind of get a real good grade there. And then based off of that, then I talked about what, which way do you want to go here? Um, you know, creams, if, if creams, trokes, pellets, I, I present it to you. I let you decide. And usually for most people, it's a cost price point thing, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, and so we start with the creams or the trokes for those aspects or the injections for males. Um, uh, and then, uh, but again, the ones who go towards the pellet route, it's like a 90% compliance rate. Uh, 
almost everybody who does a pellet always comes back for a pellet. Like very wow. drop off on that world. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. So I keep saying one more question. So if we're going to do pellets, so let's say I didn't want to do the injection, but I want to do pellets for working out to build more muscle. Would I be able to see, would it be about the same uh, if I were to do the injection? Or so, so, so you have to- My building muscle and, and energy and everything. So you can't just give somebody testosterone who doesn't need testosterone. <laughs> Girl, let's get that straight. Let's, let's say that clearly. Yes. Because a lot of patients come to me and say, just give it to me. Yeah. I'm like, you have to understand that if I get, so as a male, let's just talk in the male world, right? You, you come mm -hmm. to me saying the same thing, doc, I'm tired. I just think I need testosterone. Just give me testosterone. Right. Uh, I heard my numbers. And again, people come to me with already in their head. Uh -huh. I hear my testosterone should be a thousand for me to feel good. Uh, mine is at 550. So I want it to be higher. Right. That's what you're going to say to me. A lot of patients come in and say that males, especially. Right. Uh, they did their Dr. Google research. Oh, yeah. uh -huh. <laughs> I'm going to say to you, OK, but you have to understand some of the now the side effects, though, because once I it's it's a gun, a loaded gun is what I tell my patients. And I'm pulling a trigger. Once I pull that trigger, I really can't take that back because once I start giving you testosterone, the problem is once I start giving you testosterone, your body becomes acclimated. Yes. Your body will need that testosterone pretty much for the rest of your life. You can come off of it, but all your symptoms wow. are back again, because for males, you will shrink your testes over time. If you have not had kids yet, you will not be able to have kids because wow. a decrease in sperm production, exogenous testosterone, right? That's what we're talking about. I'm giving it to you, not endogenous product production. I got you. You're producing your own. So that's why what I try to say that if you want more testosterone, let me talk with you about techniques, tips, tricks. I to see. The body to I produce see. More. Not let me just give you more and call it a day because I'm actually going to shoot you in the foot. And I add, these are the screening questions. Have you had kids already? Are you looking to have more kids? I you see. Know, all these kind of questions. Because if it's a 25-year-old male, this is why we don't put 25-year-olds on testosterone because they will they'll be infertile. Simply. Wow. Frankly, they will never have kids the rest wow. of their life. And then so, you know, they, wow. they say they don't want any, but then at 40, they want kids. And yes. that's a big deal. That's a big deal. So I've, this is a, a not even, I just came up with it right now, but like, is this, that, is that the reason why bodybuilders testes are like this is because 100%. they're taking way too much way too much, and they're pushing a body to the limit. That's why they look like a beast. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they're depressed. They're anxious. They don't feel good. They probably can't sleep. I mean, yeah, they maybe look good, <laughs> right? Muscle fitness, they look good, but ask them how they feel. And trust me, because I have these patients, they don't feel good. They wow. don't feel good on the inside. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 um, that's sad. But they, have, they all have indigestion. They have di They have digestive health issues. Yeah. I know. I've seen people where they're eating a hundred, just to stay big, eating a hundred eggs a day. Yeah. Like that's too much of anything. So, I mean, I, I have a lot of, I have a lot of patients who are like athletic, very athletic sports. Right. They do like, uh, you know, uh, uh, what are those kind of things? Those uh, warrior competitions and things like that. Right. And they want right. to optimize their fitness. Exactly. And so, sure. And I mean, you know, if they really clear all the things, sure. Doc, I'm 500, but listen, I still need to work out. I'm trying to compete here. I want to get the egg kind of a thing. Sure. I'll get them to like maybe 1200, 1500, their testosterone. They feel good. It's monitored by a doctor. You know, I'm checking the, that they're not making the bad side of the hormone. I got you. Right? You know, sure. I do that for certain patients who want that. That's because listen, 
it's your life. You, these are your goals, right? You you have to be comfortable, but I, I can't let you hurt yourself. You know what that I mean? Make, that makes so sense. I, monitored I, I, by I, a doctor. In a very monitored just, way, yes. I, I agree 100%. Well, so I don't say no to anyone in that regards, but I do need to counsel you at least, that you understand right. the risks and benefits. Let me show you the negatives, and then you make the choice. Yeah, yeah. That's all you can do. Well, Dr. Barilla, I just want to say thank you so much. You have... It's been an honor to have you on the show. You were very pleasant to speak with. My friends out there in the land, please share the video. Why? Because sharing is caring. Remember, one video can change your entire life with one person. So let's get the word out here. And again, uh, make sure everybody goes and takes a look over in Fort Wayne Integrative Medicine. You can also go to www.fwimed.com, fwimed.com. And before we go... Do you do any Zoom calls where people can ask questions for you and go for it? Yeah. We do a lot of, I mean, in the telemedicine world now, uh, I do a lot of hormone consults that way. Uh, you know what I mean? Because again, I have patients that across, I hate to say, but across the country, uh, even hormone patients. Oh, wow. Who, yeah, if we, they can't come in for pellets or if they, I, I, I mean, have patients who get pellets from another doctor somewhere, but I actually review the labs for them. I actually tell them the dosing and do all that kind of stuff. They just go to another doctor actually awesome. do the procedure. So yes, we do teleconsults, management. I mean, we can do, as I said, other forms, tropes, creams, things like that. We do, we will, we'll accommodate. Uh, but you just need to know what you're doing. So to say, to use that appropriately. Yeah. Wow. Again, thank you so much. And you're an amazing doctor. And I love what you do. And thank you personally, because I know you're helping people out. Yeah. I appreciate your time. Thank you for inviting me on. I really had a good time today. Got a good talk. God bless your business. All right.